Welcome to The Happy Doc, the voice of fulfilled physicians. This show is about bringing inspirational, creative, successful, and happy health professionals to you. Get ready to learn how you can be a happy doctor too. Hello everyone, this is Dr. Taylor Brana, and this is another episode of The Happy Doc. I'm extremely excited for our next guest, and this is going to be Ben Smith. Ben Smith has this awesome website, bensmith.tv. And just to preface this conversation, I actually found out about Ben uh, through podcasting. I was searching for people who are knowledgeable about the voice space, specifically things such as Alexa, Google Home, and um, voice is something I'm extremely interested in. Neil on our team is also extremely interested in it. And we found about out about Ben. We listened to his podcast. Absolutely loved it. It's the voice entrepreneur. And I want Ben to, to say hello, and uh, we'll start with some questions. Ben, how are you doing? I'm doing well today, Taylor. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. And so, Ben, uh, before we kind of begin talking about voice and, and, and you know, that whole topic, um, I'd love our listeners to get to know a little bit about you. So can you give us a little bit of your professional background? Sure. So my background, I'll, I'll try to be brief. Uh, basically, I was an early Google employee, uh, around 1,000 employees uh, at Google back way back in 2003, and got to ride on that spaceship uh, uh, called Google for, for quite a long time. Uh, when video happened to the internet in roughly 2005 or so, Google looked around, tried to figure out who they had that knew video. And I had started, I was pretty entrepreneurial. I had started a video production company in Asia before I was at Google. And, and so it was me and several other people. We formed uh, Google Video. And then very quickly, I was part of the team that acquired YouTube in its very, very early days. And then was one of the very, very first business people at YouTube focused on how was YouTube ever going to make money. Um, and at the time, that just seemed crazy. Most people felt like it was uh, farting dogs on fire on skateboards. And <laughs> my job was really to figure out, how, you know, how was this thing going to make money? How was the world of video going to look? I worked with a lot of the studios and networks um, and all the big players in the video space to try to create the rules and, and how it was. And then YouTube sent me down to Los Angeles. I was the first YouTube employee to be stationed in Los Angeles way back in late 2008. Uh, and then I left. I started a couple of companies, sold a couple of companies. And then over the last three or four years, I've been working. I run my own consulting company. Uh, I invest. I incubate companies. And about a year ago... I started looking at the voice space and it looked so much like video. It looked exactly like 2005 to me all over again. Mm -hmm. And for me, that meant that I just needed to get involved in the space. So I started a podcast called Voice Entrepreneur where we started talking about voice. And you know, I certainly wasn't qualified. I didn't know anything about it, but I just wanted to get in, experience it, and really try to bring a marketing and an entrepreneurial voice to the space. Um, and, and that's what I'm doing today. I love it. And, and I'm really excited because, you know, often I'm bringing on guests here who are physicians, 
Um, but you're a true, like, born and bred entrepreneur. You've been involved with a lot of companies, a lot of groups, big names, obviously, Google and YouTube. Um, and obviously, you, you said you mentioned the companies you built as well. So you've been doing this for a while. And now voice seems like a pretty big thing. What gets you, what makes you feel like this is just as big as, for example, the dot-com boom or, you know, what's happening with video? What's, what's going on with voice that makes you have a sense that this might be a big thing. Yeah, I heard a couple of, of statistics, Taylor, in the beginning of the year, in around January of 2018, that just made my head pop. And the first one was I heard at a conference, and I haven't seen it online, but I, I heard it at the conference. So it may not be exactly true, but it still got me involved in the game. And the, the first was that 90% of consumed content by the year 2020 estimated by Google is that 90% of consumed content will either be audio or video. That means wow. that nobody will be reading. <laughs> no one, yeah. no one's reading anymore. And so that, yeah. that, that really had an impact on me. And then the second one is already Google in 2018 today, at least one out of four searches on Google, on Google in mobile is voice activated. Wow. And that's today. Yeah. Right. And that's just a mind blowing statistic to me. Uh, yeah. It reminds me when I was at YouTube, uh, roughly 2008, we looked and there were roughly 30% of our views were happening via mobile at YouTube and we mm -hmm. didn't know what to make of it. We actually thought it might be a bad idea. We were like, how do we stop this? How, how do we stop people watching YouTube on mobile? Because it's a tiny screen. It's not a great experience. But what we saw was that's what people wanted. And, where, and when you see the activity and you see user activity happening naturally, even when, it's, when, when a technology is not sure, that means something. So when, when I heard that statistic, I said, my God, I've got to get into voice. This, yeah. this is it. This is the next big wave. Yeah. yeah, I love that. So tell us a little bit about uh, Voice Entrepreneur. What are some of the things you discuss on your podcast? Sure. So for me, when I started getting involved in the space, when I had that moment, I started looking around saying, all right, who should I know? Who's having the best conversations? Where is this happening? Who's thinking about the business? Who's thinking about monetization? And I frankly went out there and I didn't see anybody having the conversation I wanted to have. I saw a lot of people talk about the programming elements, the technical elements of voice and how to engineer. I saw some people talking about the future of voice and talking about how you know, sort of like a Jetson sort of approach to it. But I wasn't really interested in talking about the future, and I certainly, I'm not technical. What I wanted to talk was the business of voice, and it just wasn't there. So yeah. I needed to start it myself. So that, that's why I started Voice Entrepreneur. Voice Entrepreneur is supposed to be the business side of voice. It's supposed to be 50% voice, 50% entrepreneur. And it was important to me to create a community and a space where people who are like-minded could come and talk about turning this into a business. So yeah. I started the podcast. We have a thriving Facebook group. We have around 2,000 members in our Facebook group. It's very, very active. And uh, we have, of course, Instagram. And we have a bunch of channels. But it's, it's really, really cool how quickly a community has, has been created that, of, of like-minded people that are ready to talk talk about this in the way that I I just set out to talk about it. So yeah. I'm, I'm very happy about that. I love that. I love that. And 
And what gets me personally excited about voice um, and something I bring up in the medical community a lot is medicine tends to be very behind in terms of, number one, we're not entrepreneurially trained. We don't think in business terms. Um, but medicine is at this kind of crossroads where a lot of doctors are very exhausted. They want a sense of freedom. You know, people want to think about different ways of creating passive streams of income, for example, and, and have more control over their schedules. And I think voice, number one, is extremely useful on the individual level because you can you know, explore your creativity, expand your ability to create passive streams of income, for example. But number two, I mean, it can be really useful um, for medical knowledge, for example. So I'm really excited about like the conversation here when I want people, when I have people listening, I want them to be inspired to think creatively how they could use voice. So what are some things that, you know, what are some applications or ways that, what are some things that you get excited about when it comes to the voice space? Yeah, look, I think that voice is transformational on, on so many different levels. But if we're talking about 2018, 2019, it's extremely early. And if it's extremely early, what we've seen uh, be successful so far is straightforward information um, and giving information or recording information in new novel ways that allow people uh, – everything is based – of the last 20 years on the internet – Everything is built around creating less friction and making things easier for people. If a technology saves people time, it has always proven to be successful. And so I really love what's going on in so many different fields with voice where we're trying to figure out how to save time. So from a doctor perspective, I think this idea of recording information, easy reference material information, all that stuff is where, it's, where, where we're beginning. I think in a few years, we'll get to the place where you can start to have real interesting conversations, perhaps even diagnoses or, I, I, you know, I'm not familiar exactly with your lingo, sure. but I think that it will be more of a, an actual relationship through voice. Today, I believe it's, it's more informational, but it yep. is transformational because it's saving people so much time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love As that. Whole, I we're seeing mm -hmm. a ton of interesting. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go, go, go ahead. Um, I was saying we're seeing really interesting progress in the education space with voice. So, for instance, colleges and universities are openly embracing voice because they can get schedules. They can get uh, when is the football game going to be, you know, what time, it, what day is spring break, right? Easy information that everybody needs. It saves a ton of time because you don't have administrative people having to spend their time answering the same questions over and over again. Simple stuff, but guess what? It's helping people, and it's helping people when they need it most. So that's yeah. that's what's working. I yeah. love that. I love that. And and um, you know, I'm actually scrolling through your website right now as well as we're as you're talking. And I love that you know, for people who haven't used these tools yet and they don't have really a sense of it, maybe you don't even own an Alexa or a Google Home or you use Cortana and, and these tools, for example. Um, they they might not have any idea how it works. So like on your page, for example, you have the resources and Alexa commands and you can scroll through and see the simple things that this voice application can do. But, you know, just just um, an implication to this, for example, is uh, one idea that comes to mind is onboarding. And I think about this a lot, like you do the onboarding process for 
uh, a lot of people, for example, you're bringing in a new employee or you do the same process over and over again, but you could onboard someone and using kind of like a, a quiz, an Alexa quiz, for example, you could have the device teach teach someone the process and then quiz them to see if they actually got it. You know, that's just a simple idea that came to me, but you know, there's so many possibilities for a voice application like this. And I think that's really exciting. Yeah, I think routines, uh, what you're describing to me sounds like a routine. We're finding that voice with routines and, and a process, it makes so much sense uh, because it does speed things up. The, the, the trick with this is figuring out how voice can be more productive uh, uh, and, and just better to use than your mobile phone. It's pretty easy to whip your mobile phone out and answer a question. When is it easier to use voice? And the answer is oftentimes when you're busy, like if you're driving a car, washing the dishes, your hands are full, if you're a doctor and you have instruments in your hands, these are are places where your voice can be so interesting. And then you combine that with the power of a routine and something you do over and over again, and it gets really, really interesting. Hmm. Now, out of of curiosity, do you you know of specific routine form uh, applications or what people have done so far? Well, like I said, in the school and education space, entering information about a student or about um, their interests or before a class, before uh, a class starts for the semester, inputting who they are, where they're from, how old they are, so that you can share information with the class or with a group on who these people are. We're seeing routines like that that are really helpful for people um, in, a, in a broad sense. Wow. I love that. So basically, like someone could download the voice app, they could input their information using their voice, and then the the hub or let's say the teacher is able to receive and collect that information and use it for statistics or whatever they want on in, in exactly. classes. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. And that's such a simple use case, but I, there's just so many possibilities. Now, for someone who's listening to this for the first time, they're like, okay, this is great. Like, it makes a lot of sense, but. I'm not a programmer, right? So how do people jump into this or start to um, explore this further? What resources, what are some things that people use to get started? Sure. I think you would be surprised, first of all, if, if you're new to the space, if you go, if, if you are new and you've never uh, played with an Amazon Alexa before, first of all, they're very inexpensive. You can get one for around $30 today. And $30 gets you in the game. So that's the first thing. And then you might be surprised. Uh, Amazon recently published that there are over 50,000 unique, what they call voice skills for Alexa. And you can think of a skill in the same way that you think of an app for your cell phone. Uh, Skill is just the word that Amazon has invented for an app on their platform. So there are over 50,000 unique skills or apps for voice. That means there's almost an endless number of things you can do with an Amazon Alexa. So that's the first thing. I would suggest to people, go out, get one of these things, play with it, and see what you find. That's number one. Number two, if you want to start participating and creating your own, you do not need programming experience. That's part of why there are over 50,000 skills worldwide now. And that is there are platforms One of my favorites is called Storyline, and Storyline is a free platform that allows you to program 
your own Alexa skill or app for free. No programming experience necessary. We've seen people create incredible skills through Storyline, actually win awards. Um, they're some of the most successful Alexa skills on the platform, and they're all from people that have no experience at all. So if you're a doctor, if you're a student out there, and this sounds interesting, don't be intimidated. You don't need programming ability. All you need is an interest and a good idea, and you can build it right now. I actually built, when I first got in the space, I built my own voice skill called Secret Agent. And Secret Agent was simply supposed to be like a James Bond sort of game mm -hmm. in voice. And I built it in about 15 minutes on my own, no ability. I learned, I learned how to use Storyline in about three minutes and did the rest in 12 minutes. I love and it. And that's, that's the, it's incredible what you can do today. So don't be intimidated. That's, that's my advice to, to your audience. Amazing. I love it. And, and it's, it's good to know that there's a resource that you can start programming it right away. Um, no, that, that's awesome. And I, there's so, again, like there's so many uses for this in my mind um, for medicine. And obviously, um, that, that's something that I want everyone to kind of listen into this and have their creativity go and play around with this. So I think that's extremely useful. So, you know, Ben, as I, as I look through, you know, your page and everything and, and what you're doing on voice entrepreneur, um, you've developed a community around this. That's correct. You have a, you said, as you mentioned before, you have that your community page. Yeah, we have we have over two thousand people in our Facebook group. Our Facebook group is called Voice Entrepreneur. You can search for it on Facebook. Just search Voice Entrepreneur, and we have active conversations every single day. We have passionate, the exact same way that you do, Taylor. Yeah, they want to get more involved. They want to. There's so much news that comes out every day. So we're digesting news, talking about what's happening. Uh, we, you know, something new might come out from Amazon on a Tuesday and by Thursday and Friday, members of our community are playing around with it and making it work. It's so cool. It yeah. is such a great time. Yeah. And, and, and that's something else I want to, you know, echo to everyone listening is, is this is a new changing, constantly moving field. So it's a really exciting time to get into this playing field, which is still incredibly fresh. And I also know, and, and this is why it's exciting from a uh, money-making standpoint, um, and I, again, I don't think you should initially go into the thinking about just making money. You want to make a great skill that's user-friendly and has a great experience, but now they've added, um, you can do in-application purchasing, so you could have like a light version of the application, and you can also do subscription-based payments, and you can make money that way. Um, have you seen, Ben, have you, have you found... Uh, ways of monetizing or are you still playing around with that process in your own experience yeah you know taylor for me i think it is still pretty early and we know that there are some companies making a little bit of money doing this but i think right now everyone's realizing that it's all about audience and it's about creating a mass or or going out there and getting users and then monetizing later we saw the hmm. same thing in video you know way back in 2005 five, six, seven, which was people, of, of course, people want to make money, but they realized that the real game was, was acquiring audience. And that's the name of the game on the internet. That's the hard part. The hard part is going out and getting people to use your skill or your app. 
But once you have that, there are going to be lots and lots of ways to make money. So I'm worrying less about making money today, and I'll worry about it in a year or two with the stuff I'm doing. Um, that said, I really believe that voices, you know, one of the big reasons why I got in this space was that when I was at Google in 2003, what we saw was that there were generally 12 search results on a Google screen. And Google search results, there were 12 of them. And wow. that's because you were on a laptop, and that's, that's how many you saw. That was 2003. But when the mobile phone came, came out 2008, 9, 10, all of a sudden the screen size shrank. And so only three search results fit on that screen. Yeah. And so competition for that inventory went up, right? The name of the game was getting on to be one of those three search results. So we went from 12 to three. And now here in 2018, 19, all of a sudden it's going to be competition to become one search result. And that's the voice search result. So when you ask these devices for something, it has to return one answer. There's only room for one answer. Mm -hmm. So the competition for this inventory, in other words, is going to be so intense. Can you imagine when you ask one of these devices what the best family SUV for you is? Can you imagine how much Honda and Toyota and these other companies are going to be paying to be the company that, re that gets returns on a voice search? Right. Right. That's the name of the game. And people don't understand. That's why right now people aren't worried about making money. They're worried about becoming that search result, so to yeah. speak. Does, does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, that makes that makes total sense. Because like you said, like on a screen, you can see three physical results, but your voice application isn't going to spew out 10 things because your brain's not going to remember it, number one. And number two, it's just, it's just not user friendly. So yeah, that makes 100% sense. Now, um, you know, as I'm hearing this, it's it just sounds to me like what you're saying is number one, the first thing to do, I guess, from a kind of almost like a practice or way of getting into the space is number one, yeah, you can make the skill, but you really do want to base it on community, having people be aware of what you're doing, see if they find it useful. And then maybe later down the line, you add a few add-ons and additional things. And then it might be something to consider in terms of something like monetization. But really, it's that community aspect and making sure that there's there's people that are actually utilizing the skill and, and find it useful. Yeah, I mean, I, one of the big things I teach my audience is I really believe in a concept called audience first. And what audience first means is that you want to build an audience first and a product second. And it's really, really counterintuitive. Most people think of it like field of dreams. Build it and they will come. It's actually the opposite. You want them to come so then you can build it. Right. So I truly believe that the, the best entrepreneurs out there, they create an audience around an idea, a topic, right? Yeah. And for me, it was around voice. I don't have a product. I'm not making money, right? But I created this thriving community. I have thousands of people in this community in less than six months. And sure, there's, an I don't know, 100 different ways I can make money from this community if I want to in the future, but right. I built the audience first. So I would encourage your audience, if, they're, if they have an incredible idea for a skill or for an app or for something that can help the doctor community, go out and create a community around that idea. Create in, uh, people that are passionate about what you're interested in building, learn from them, have them help you, inspire goodwill, 
and then go build it. First of right. all, you're going to be so much further along than everybody else because you have audience. But most importantly, you will have the the real the, the best part about this is you're actually listening to other people, and that's what entrepreneurs do. They listen and then they build. They don't build right. and then listen. Right. I love does that it. make sense as well? Yeah, it does. A hundred percent. Because excellent. You know, yeah, no, because you need, you kind of need the road, like, so to speak, before your car can drive it, right? Like, your audience is your roadway. It's the, it's the path you take. That makes total sense. Um, now, as I'm scrolling through your page, um, something I'm seeing here is obviously you're a practitioner, and that's what I love, right? So I love people who not only do they speak about something, but they've actually built skills. So when I went on your page, I see that the voice entrepreneur is now the number one rated skill on Alexa and the business and finance category. So for example, if someone has an Alexa right now and they want to check out your, your application, what does it do for them? Uh, well, so that's simply what I do is I broadcast voice entrepreneur every single day on the Alexa. Think of it as a very short podcast. So, uh, we, they, they call it in the Alexa, uh, Amazon Alexa world, they call it a flash briefing. And a flash briefing is simply just a very short podcast. But I broadcast every single day. I give people ideas, tips, tricks, opinions on how to entrepreneur, how to use voice, how to market, uh, all of these ideas like audience first. And we've built a community around it. And I want people to be able to listen, whether they're on Amazon Alexa or they're on iTunes or anywhere um, they may be. And we've built a great community on, on Amazon. And, and that's pretty cool. And how long, just for my users, how long is a, you know, a flash briefing? So uh, flash briefings generally can be anywhere between 30 seconds to five minutes. The way they were created was that Amazon wanted to give news organizations a way to give a short bit of news. That's why they call it a flash briefing. So they wanted organizations like New York Times and... I suppose Fox and, and other organizations, the ability to broadcast a short bit of news on the Amazon Alexa. But entrepreneurs like me said, wait a minute, it shouldn't just be Fox News, it shouldn't just be New York Times, it shouldn't just be Wall Street Journal. It could be bloggers and vloggers and people like myself that give a quick daily dose of information. And yeah. so I became one of a handful of people out there that does a flash briefing uh, to inspire people uh, in the entrepreneur world uh, once a day. And, and, and so that's what my flash briefing is all about. No, I, I love that. And, and so first, first question that comes to mind is how long did that take you to make a flash briefing? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, it's, it's very, very simple. Uh, it's in some sense, it's as simple as just recording an MP3 file, just like you would with a podcast. There right. are a plethora of services out there where you just simply uh, record your voice. And you can do this every iPhone. If you own an iPhone or an Android phone, every single one of them have a voice recorder. Simply record your voice, and then there are a multitude of services that can help you publish your little uh, your, your voice MP3 file onto the Amazon Alexa. And now all of a sudden, you have a flash briefing as well. Um, yeah. It's that easy. And if, you know, of course... If, if you need help with that, I have more information on bensmith.tv. Um, but I really encourage people to go experiment. It's not very hard to get a flash briefing on Amazon, have people hear your voice all around the world. Right. You know, I've been listened to, I think, in over 55 different countries now. 
through Amazon alone. It's pretty that's amazing. amazing. That's amazing. And, and yeah. you know, the reason I bring it up is, I, first off, I knew, I knew it was actually fairly simple, but I wanted my users to hear that because, and my listeners to hear that because the, the flash briefing idea is such a simple topic and I actually want to talk about this in terms of medicine for a second. Um, if your hospital wants to give a little bit of an update, they can send out a 30-second, one-minute flash briefing. Um, is there a notification system set up? Like, to, Is there a way for the listeners to know that that flash briefing has a new one populated, for example? Is that, is that something embedded in the, the application? It doesn't work exactly that way. It works more um, in the way that you, you tell Alexa, you say, you say, hey, Alexa, brief me. And when you say brief me or give me the news, then it simply gives you the latest update right. from the news organizations you've chosen. Right. And so people get into a habit. It's funny. So many of, of my fans or, or the audience, um, they say that they listen to me in the morning when they're drinking their coffee while they're having breakfast. And then there's some people that say, hey, I listen to you while I'm in bed <laughs> about to go to sleep at night. It's, yeah. it's strange, but th that's when people are listening. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's great because it, for me, like an easy use case, again, is uh, maybe your hospital has an update or your team in the hospital has an update and you could actually like subscribe to uh, a doctor that you find, you know, entertaining or fascinating. You know, there's just so many, even there, there's just so many opportunities. Uh, so I, I, I mean, I just, you know, your brain just goes a million miles if you open it up to the creative things you could do with this. And especially like if you're a practice owner, I mean, there's so many possibilities. That's what, that's why I love this conversation. Absolutely. I, I really think the sky is, it's just, it's so unlimited for your industry, Taylor. It, it, it blows my mind. We know that it's easy right now. We see people and they're putting out, you know, how to select supplements, for example, I know right. that's not exactly what your industry does, right. but there's so much information in your industry that needs to be given out and given out intelligently, and that's just the lowest level of this. And then I think there's just so many interesting communities within your world that need to to, to go to voice and find voice as a way to, to enhance and create a better experience for the community. Yeah. So I love to think in the in terms of community. So I just really encourage you, whether you're a medical student, whether you're a doctor, a nurse, a, you know, a, an administrative official, right now we are seeing a landslide of schools and universities that are figuring out this is the number one way to communicate with their constituents. If it's true for them, it must be true for you. And I would love to see someone like you, Taylor, and others take the lead in, in helping create this, this future. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time, Ben. Uh, absolutely a pleasure. I, I think at some point we're going to have to invite you back uh, as we get more into voice. And I, I'm sure my listeners are also going to have plenty of questions as well. I think that was a very good basic conversation for today. Uh, now, Ben, what are some ways for our listeners to catch up with you? What are, what are ways you'd like them to connect with you? Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not too hard to find. My name is Ben Smith, and uh, the brand is called Voice Entrepreneur. You can find us on iTunes uh, as a podcast. You can join the Voice Entrepreneur group on Facebook, um, or if you want, you can just find me on Twitter. I'm in 
ask me a question at uh, Benjamin Smith. So uh, there you go. Amazing. And and I have to say, Ben, like uh, just again for my listeners, I we reached out to him. He's extremely responsive. He'll send you a message right away. Um, you truly are embodying um, what it means to create a community and an audience. Um, and you were extremely accessible. So um, yeah, I, I, again, I, I love listening to your podcast. I think you give great content. Um, and and for my you know physician listeners who aren't immersed in entrepreneurship, you I think you really do a great job explaining a lot of the concepts um, and and the mindset and the behaviors that an entrepreneur takes. So I really enjoy it, and I think it's valuable content. So um, everyone listening, please check out you know Ben Smith and what he's doing. Uh, I really appreciate appreciate your time, Ben. It's it's been a true pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you, Taylor. I'm a, I'm a big fan of yours now as well, and I've been listening uh, every day now, and it's it's exciting, and I, I can see, <laughs> it can't wait to see where it goes. It's it's going to be so exciting, man. I, I I really do love it. So thank thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Happy Doc Podcast, the voice of fulfilled physicians. If you enjoyed the episode, please drop us a like, comment, and share. Share us through the social media channels we have on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The handle is at Happy Doc Podcast. That's at Happy Doc Podcast. You can find our website at www.thehappydoc.com. Again, thank you so much for listening to The Happy Doc, the voice of fulfilled physicians.